Welcome to Real Life, presented by Chestnut Ridge Church. I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Today on Real Life, our topic is purpose in pain. And we'll be discussing the challenges, the issues and concerns, and hopefully some practical solutions uh, related to pain. And we'll explore finding your purpose in pain. Our goal is to give some professional, some practical, and some even some biblical advice on how to help you and your loved ones not only understand what pain is, but some real ways to deal with this issue that's so prevalent in our community today. And we have a great panel of experts lined up for you today here in the studio. First of all, we have Joanne Davis-Fry. She's a licensed professional counselor and co-founder of Stillwater Counseling in Morgantown. Joanne, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to have you. Thanks here. for being. You're mm-hmm. you're a multi uh, multi guest uh, episode <laughs> guest with us. So it's, it's great to see you again. Thanks for being with us. We have Sarah Giosi. Sarah is the owner of CrossFit Morgantown. Good morning, Sarah, and, and thanks for being with us. Hey, thank you. Yeah, it's great to have you. And Bruce Lane. Bruce is the executive pastor at Chestnut Ridge Church in Morgantown, yeah. and also leads a convene group here in the Morgantown area as well. Bruce, thanks for being with us. Jim, it's great to be here. Absolutely. Thanks, thanks guys. Again, we appreciate your time and expertise. As you guys know, experiencing pain is a part of normal life. And we all go through pain, whether it's personal pain, physical, emotional, uh, relational, uh, financial, or even even pain in our in our jobs and our vocations and, and dealing with uh, our work. Uh, so we've really assembled a, a a, a group of expertise, uh, a panel of, of experts here that are going to talk about, um, you know, how we deal with pain and, and hopefully uh, gain some insight in how we really can get some purpose in going through that pain. So, Joanne, I want to start with you. Let's, okay. let's jump right in here. From a pro- professional perspective, as a clinical psychologist, talk a little bit about uh examples of pain that you see in your okay. practice. Give us yeah, some, I give think, us a um, start here. In the mental health world, I'm kind of in the <laughs> pain business. Yes. So um, I, I think we all, all different things. We see emotional, physical, mental um, pain. I think uh, the majority of, of what I see would be uh, probably relational, marriage, family, um, struggles, illnesses, injuries, um, trauma, emotional abuse, physical abuse, mm. sexual abuse, mm. um, kind of across the board. We see all all sorts of types of pain and suffering. Yeah. yeah. So, Joanne, you know, what, you know, just kind of give us, you know, some some examples of like, like when you're talking about relational, like in a marriage, what are the like the overviews? Like what are some of the big things that you're seeing out there in terms of pain and people that are dealing with? Um, I think that I always say that almost all pain can be reduced down to, um, relational. Yeah. Almost, um, any, any pain that presents. Um, I think with marriage, we see, um, a lot of different, I mean, a a lot of different issues from, from communication to financial strain to, um, transitions from, I think, parenting transitions, vocational transitions, um, obviously with the, with the recent, the most recent of the past few years here with COVID, there's been additional pressures and changes in um, work and school stressors. Mm. Um, I mean, severe situations with illnesses and deaths. Yeah. Um, Life's hard, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, <laughs> sure, it, yeah. we think that, you know, life uh, should be joyful and mm-hmm. we should experiencing, you know, we should be mm-hmm. experiencing joy and pleasure and everything, but it, it can be really, yeah. really tough. Yep, and, sure. and all the different things that you're talking about really mm-hmm. add a lot of stress into 
into that as well. So thanks for sharing some yeah, of those, sure. uh, you know, sort of sort of top level um, issues that you're seeing. Bruce, from your perspective as a as an executive pastor, obviously you've seen a lot of change in the church, yeah. especially over the last couple of years with the, with the pandemic and so forth. Talk a little bit about pain from your perspective. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, two plus years now the pandemic, and mm-hmm. you know our, our church. Um, when you're running a church, it's kind of like running a business, Yeah. but it, it goes on every Sunday, right? So we pivoted from in-person to strictly online. Now we're back to online and in-person. Um, and we've got to keep that machine going. Mm. But for those in our church family, some of them really missed, you know, being, uh, Sunday, Sunday in, Sunday out as part of a, a community there yeah. that would gather at the church. And so there was pain there. There was there, there was pain for them not to be able to gather. Yeah. Um, something's you know, missing. Again, something's missing. Yeah. And, you know, as I looked at it, um, there might not be that direct pain for me. Yeah. But because other people are in pain, that does something, right? You know, so we can experience pain because somebody else, a loved one, a friend, people in our church family are experiencing pain too. And again, nobody knew about the pandemic and that. So it was just a whole nother layer of trying to do that with the church, our church family, our own internal uh, team, uh, the staff there going through different things. And so mm-hmm. it was really a unique time and um, trying to help people uh, go through that pain as well was just, everything was new. Yeah, so. absolutely. Sarah, how about from your perspective, you, you run a business. So, you, you know, you're in the midst of, you know, day in and day out dealing with different things, but you're also, uh, you know, coaching people as well. You're a professional coach. Talk a little bit about uh, that, uh, that aspect and some of the things you're seeing in your world. Yes. So I focus in on coaching complete wellness. That's what I call it. And and in my definition, it's physical, mental, emotional, social, and spiritual. Because we can look at the human body and just look at the physical side, which owning a gym, I do that a lot. (laughs) But how we understand how the mind and the soul all works together and that social community component, which is what Mm -hmm. you're talking Mm -hmm. about in the shock, I think that we saw with COVID or, you know, gyms being shut down or the whole world being shut down, Mm -hmm. that shock that came with it. And I think, and here's going to be the unpopular opinion first, frankly. I think COVID is an interesting sort of magnifying glass Mm -hmm. on us as a culture and a society where if we really were to delve into it, I think in a lot of cases, there wasn't even necessarily pain, but there was hardship. And how do we differentiate those things? Because in a a lot of pieces of this, we're just, frankly, we've got it really good. We've just got it so good so that then whenever we start to see things get tipped, Mm -hmm. we don't know how to handle it. And that's where a lot of, I think, probably what you do, you're helping to figure out how to just deal with it, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's hard and that can be very painful. Mm -hmm. And then there's also these very deeper pieces of it. If we're talking about COVID, there were people that died. Mm -hmm. There were families that were hurt. There were businesses that were destroyed, Mm -hmm. you know? And so there's sort of these varying levels Mm -hmm. 
of hardship and pain and how we deal with it. And that's part of what I do. I help people kind of differentiate and look at it and say, okay, and sometimes I'm just dealing with basic pain like, how do we help you tie your shoes more comfortably? You know yeah, what I mean? Right. And then sometimes Absolutely. it's community pain. Or, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that's that's really interesting. And Joanne, I go back to what you were saying. Most most of this pain is caused by relational issues. And I think mm-hmm. everything that you guys are all talking about is comes back to that. And your right? relationship with self. Yeah, I yeah. yeah. I, think I mean, that's wow. Probably... Yeah, it's so powerful. Mm-hmm. I remember, um, you know, we're, we're talking a lot about, you know, the pandemic and everything. And, and over the last two years, we've had, because you know, it's it's recent and we're still going through this stuff, yeah. you know, still dealing with it. And sometimes it seems like it was 10 years ago that that happened, but mm-hmm. it was two years ago, you know. Uh, and I remember, and Bruce was part of part of my journey going back to 2019. I had a lot of issues in my life and right. it was my crap season, if you recall. <laughs> I, I was like, everything is just crap right now. And uh, it was it was interesting because um, I had no idea what was up about to come, you know, going through 2019 and the beginning of 2020, I lost my father. And that was really, really, a really tough season of my life. Um, and just watching him uh, go downhill pretty quickly. And then, and that was right before the pandemic hit. And then the pandemic yeah. hits. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be a cakewalk now. I've gone through all this stuff that I had in, in my world. But, you know, I, I keep going back to you know, the, the, the relational things mm-hmm. and, you know, the people that we're s- surrounded by. And, and you know, like Bruce, like you said, you know, just the, the simple things that we took for granted, like being able to have community in a church and go on to worship and, and be able to, mm-hmm. you know, to be a- amongst other peoples and kind of lean on them, you know, being with friends. We couldn't even see our friends, you know. Joanne, talk a little bit about some of the things like that isolation, you know, mm. if you could, like, how did that affect people? Well, uh, what, what you saw. And I really like actually what Sarah just said. Um, because that's the truth. I think that there is COVID kind of put a magnifying glass mm-hmm. on pain, but pain, I mean, that's human nature. It has always yeah. existed I, If from the start of, you know, when I started working with people in this capacity, I mean, pain and suffering really hasn't changed. Yeah. It's, it's, it's always the same. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but I think what, what I think really, it almost as if it brought about more, fear and unknown mm-hmm. and again that's just in human nature we do not deal well with that so everything is kind of exacerbated at that point from anxiety and i mean really the whole nature of, of covid it was was unknown and change in routine and yeah. um, i think loss of routine is what we grieved more than anything because mm. just joy-filled relationships and interactions and activities and again pain and suffering always exists but i think when we can make things like predictable and or almost when you think of like when we're depleted and then we get filled back up, COVID really stripped us of a lot of the things that allow us to fill back up, you know? So again, I don't necessarily think that it was, um, you know, all of a sudden, you know, pain and suffering is more so the case with COVID. It's just highlighted. Um, I think honestly, like human um, weakness in a sense. Yeah. Human nature. Mm-hmm. Joanne, you know, from from we talk about loss of relationship, loss of community. But, you know, did you see um, an uptick in, you know, I mean, obviously husbands and wives were spending more time together. They A lot of times they were in isolation by themselves. Was there was there like an uptick or an increase in in marital strife and, and relationship? Because, I mean, for sure, you couldn't get away from each other I mean, uh-huh. in a sense. I, I hate to say it that way, but was that was that a thing? Not only that, and just the pressure, the pressure um, yeah. behind changing pretty quick, pretty, pretty quick changes, um, abrupt changes, you know, with 
kids' school routines mm. and yeah. Um, yeah. even working from home or um, I think, again, a lot of fear around what will happen if I if I get this or how am I going to protect my how kids long is from this it? Last? How is it going to last? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what does this mean for me? So relationally, everyone was was squeezed tighter. And I think you see a lot of resentment and anger and anxiety and depression, definitely an increase in um, in drinking, which mm. is over time, a- addiction or, or drug use. I mean, we saw, I mean, mm-hmm. how people cope with pain and suffering. Yeah. Um, well, it, 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 one one pathway to dealing mm-hmm. with pain is is, is numbing yeah. right, through so, self-medicating or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And that's so that was for sure a ripple, about. I mean, a ripple effect. Yeah. And, um, and we're still seeing that today. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the, I think the fallout I mean, from that and, mm-hmm. and and that type of thing. Bruce, mm-hmm. from your perspective, you know, um, I know you deal a lot with, um, you know, in the church uh, mm-hmm. realm, but also uh, from an HR perspective. You've, you've, your, uh, your, yeah. your prior career was in HR, and and you've we've seen this great resignation that they call it, and people leaving the workforce and leaving their jobs and things like that. And with that comes a lot of pain as well, right? With the loss of maybe a, a pattern of going to work or going to this sure. particular company. What are, you, what are your thoughts on yeah, that? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I think one of the things that COVID did, people felt that that pain was thrust upon them, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't have anything to do with it, but now I've got it change. I've got fear. I've got that from an external source. Mm. Um, I'm sure there's internal pain as well with different things, but, but yeah, in, in the, in, in many businesses, right. They were, um, had to go to lockdown. So they worked from home where there was hybrid and what, and employees felt, you know what, this is a pretty good deal. I can get my work done. Mm-hmm. I can, I can feel that. I, I mean, part of it was like, I got to, I, you know, I've got a uh, kids in school. I've got to do all this. Mm-hmm. But what's come out of that is more because of that pain. It, it's kind of a plus because more of the uh, employees felt empowered, uh, and, and companies have been like, "Hey, we're coming back this uh-huh. date," and employers are like, "We're not coming back." Yeah. And so you had this I great that resignation yeah. that was really mm-hmm. more than just layoffs in that. Mm-hmm. Um, now sometimes. The grass isn't always greener and you've got the uh, what they'll call the great regret mm-hmm. where people are like, I'll show you, I'm going to go to this company. And that company didn't fulfill that, you know, the, the, the needs of that. But but through all of that, yeah, with with resignation or with layoffs and all that, that pain is, OK, how are we going to deal with this? Right. Mm-hmm. There are still I think it was last month, four million people in the United States quit, called the quit rate, 4 million. And we wonder why it's hard to hire people right now. Yeah. And people are just like, I'm not going back. Some yeah. aren't going back because of fear. Yeah. Some are going back because it's like, this is a good gig. Absolutely. Um, and so. And, and, it, and it's pain for everybody. You know, the, the, the employers are, <laughs> exactly. are having to deal with this type of yeah. issue for the first time and you know, probably ever, right? And, and the, you know, just trying to find a qualified right applicant for exactly. a job is, is a difficult thing. Sarah, you were on, on the front lines of uh, of helping small businesses here in the Morgantown area. I remember uh, being on a call with you. It was about this time two years ago, and you uh, organized a call with small businesses uh, that were members of the gym, CrossFit Morgantown. Yeah. And I remember you leading the way, just, just trying to be a support mechanism Talk a little bit about, um, you know, you know, from a perspective of a, a, a business owner, uh, some of the pain that you've had to endure just from that perspective. 
trying to survive, you know, a, a lockdown. You guys were closed for what, a couple, six, eight weeks? Oh, yeah. We were closed for, I think it ended up being a full nine weeks. Mm-hmm. And then we opened in the middle of week 10, nine, I believe. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, there's there's the quick pivot. There's the full, mm-hmm. you take your entire business model and just <laughs> turn it upside it. down. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And that does come with all of the stress and the anxiety and those things. But it's also, and this goes back to everything I think we've been talking about. When we think about pain, and actually you you kept mentioning pain and suffering. Mm -hmm. And I think, again, differentiating the two and the pain and the the things that come at us that hurt Mm -hmm. versus Mm -hmm. sitting in it. Mm -hmm. And I think we make that choice. Now, don't, I don't want people to mishear me and say, well, my suffering is not a choice. Ah, I don't know. I'm going to a little bit argue that point that we can be hit a lot and that pain can build up, but to allow ourselves to sort of sit in it and wallow, I think that's where we get to the suffering side. Mm -hmm. And I think at some point we get to make the choice Mm -hmm. if we're going to let it be suffering or let it be pain. And it may be that we need help with making that choice. We may need resources. But I do think at the end of the day, that's something we get to help decide. I couldn't agree more. And from a business perspective, Mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons why getting each other in a room to say, let's make the choice (laughs) to not suffer in this. Let's make the choice to not let us be statistically the businesses that close. Let's come out of this thing. Because when there is pain, there's transformation. Mm -hmm. And you can't have transformation without pain. You just can't. Our logo at the gym is the Phoenix. And and that's the entire idea, right? Is is you go through the pain, but you come out on the other end changed. And I think when we don't embrace that part, that's where that fear and anxiety comes in. But also when we don't allow the transformation to take place, we have the the transmission. Mm -hmm. So if you don't transform, you're going to transmit. And Uh that's where some of these relational things come in where Mm. because you're not accepting it not that that's easy (laughs) not that it's easy to just go okay today i'll accept the pain but when we don't how we how we interact with others not just our closest people which i do think at the brunt of it but also how are we what is our community health how do we start to evolve and look at it as an Mm. opportunity Mm. because without that pain we don't have any gauge of what feels good either. Right. You know, yeah. you talked yeah, about it at the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a part of the human experience yeah. by design. Yeah. Because if we don't have some of the pain and hardship and things that you have to work for, man, kind of what's, it sounds like a boring life without it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like having sunny and 78 degrees every day. Yeah. You, know, you got to have the storms to appreciate every the sunshine. Well. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, yeah. so Joanne, what, from your thoughts, it sounds like you're agreeing with Sarah. Yes. I'd like to hear your perspective <laughs> on this. So, so this is the thing. I think that we all know people who are stuck in their pain, yeah. right? Yeah. And we have all been it's sad, people actually. who have been yeah. stuck yeah. in our pain. Exactly. Yeah. But if you think about it, like so often the pain persists until we find meaning in it, right? It'll just persist. The purpose. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, and if there isn't, and if you if you aren't willing to mm. look at it, and sometimes we have to be intentional and we have to be, and we have to, um, I mean, kind of go after looking for that purpose and that yeah. meaning. But if we don't do that, it just stays pain. It's it's only pain, you know. And and I think that like from what I've seen too, there's like a, a correlate. Well, even I mean, whether we're talking biblically or how God uses how God uses pain for good, or um, there's kind of a, a correlative nexus between pain and purpose, right? So 
almost like the greater the pain, the greater the purpose. And I just think that's such, um, I guess I've just seen that time and, and, and time again. So it's almost like it's it's hard in those moments. And not that it does, it looks pretty and, you know, from yeah. anxiety to depression. It, it, that's okay. Yeah. I think we it requires a lot of grace for yes. sure. Yeah. Pain and dealing with our own pain or dealing with the pain in others definitely requires yeah. grace. But I think when we can kind of um, step back from that, there's so much beauty in it. I mean, from human connection to the things that really matter, vulnerability, mm. humility, mm. Um, just Again, I, I often think of pain as like um, that process, you know, when, when I'm working with somebody in, in navigating mm -hmm. pain, um, like what we're almost trying to bury, you know, also like what is born out of that. Mm -hmm. And what's born out of it is almost the phoenix so, rising from the ashes. Again, so much greater than, <laughs> yeah. than what is buried. And, exactly. and, um, yeah. that's, that's and I think we all, again, and, and going back to the whole COVID thing, I think what was so difficult about COVID is we didn't have, we felt like we didn't have our cho a choice. Freedom is taken away and we yep. do not do well with that. Yep. But if we actually, and that's the difference over this transition we're talking about here when something is born mm -hmm. out of it, we can actually choose to allow something to be born out of it. And when you mm -hmm. can make meaning and purpose, mm -hmm. almost anything, we can deal with almost anything. Oh, that's that's you know? very powerful, Bruce. I was just gonna say, I think two good questions to ask when you're going through this is, what are you doing in your pain? Mm -hmm. And what are you doing with your pain? Mm -hmm. In your pain as I'm going through it, right? Mm -hmm. You know, okay, what what am I doing? What What can I do? Uh, but I think that next question, what are you doing with your pain, right? And mm. and I think if you can see that and work through it, there is the uh, almost like a um, freedom, right? Unshackled a little bit to be like, okay, there is purpose in that. What can that look like for me, right? We're not we're not saying that, you know, well, you know, I'm in pain. Well, you know, don't be in pain. I mean, that that's not. <laughs> right. But <Yeah. laughs> but but I think. You know, if you think about Job, right? And Job, a lot of pain. Mm -hmm. And his so-called friends. Lost everything. Yeah. And his so-called friends in the Bible. Yeah, he lost everything. Boils, everything sitting there in pain, physical, mm. mental, all of that. His friends tried to come and help, right? Mm. They weren't helpful. Mm -mm. They basically like, yeah, what'd you do wrong? What this, whatever. You know what I mean? And so so I think sometimes we've got to ask those questions ourselves and, and to other people, help me understand mm -hmm. this, you know, part of that community. But, you know, in the pain and with the pain, I think there's some clarity of that mm -hmm. coming out. Yeah, that's, that's good stuff. Thank you, guys. Sarah, I wanted to kind of turn uh, to you and, and, and talk a little bit about uh, personal pain. Uh, obviously, um, a lot of folks know your story and um, the loss that you incurred with uh, the loss of Jeff Giosi, your husband. Uh, you guys had an amazing marriage, an amazing partnership, and suddenly he was taken from us um, last year. Talk a little bit about um, that experience from your perspective. And, you know, just, you know, it was everything was great one day and, and in a minute, everything has changed. Your life is upside mm -hmm. down. Yeah, literally that morning. He that kissed morning. me goodbye and said, I, I love you. And I started making breakfast and I got a call. Hey, they, they're doing chest compressions. Mm -hmm. And even then I thought, tell him to walk it off. Because you have to know my husband. Like <laughs> there was nothing about that that I thought this was going to go the way it went. And so, yes, it was shocking. It was sudden. There wasn't a choice in it. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, something we're talking about a lot here. 
And in our case, just for contextual purposes, we have the most amazing marriage. I still say have because yeah. that's not in the past for me. Yeah. And hmm. we have two children. At the time that he passed away, a one a one year old and a three year old, now two and four. And we were business partners and he was my coach. And we were podcast we did the podcast together. So we were co-hosts. And I mean, we had so many areas of our life that were intertwined mm. that I, I felt like I mourned each one individually. I lost yeah. each thing. Mm. And so that's interesting too, in that you have to kind of feel all of the different feelings. And I think going back to what I've already been hearing a lot for me. And I think for a lot of people, whether it be COVID or any, any time we have a moment of pain, there's this loss of identity that can take place. Sure. Yeah. And I became a 33 year old widow. That is not a new identity that I expected ever in my wildest dreams yeah. imagined. It, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And you just mourn the old you sometimes as much as you mourn mm -hmm. the person you're missing. And so mm. going through that the experience, though, again, it's for me, if I were to talk to somebody right now who is going through a really hard time, the very first thing and the thing that I think got me through this, besides my faith, is what, what you were saying earlier about that self-reflection side mm. and understanding self really well. Mm. Doing that work, if you're not in pain now, do the work now and save yourself. Yeah. Um, mm. But doing that work, because I can tell you that the first day, the first day after Jeff died, the easiest thing and the thing I wanted to do was just not get out of bed. And I'm telling you, if I would have done that day one, I don't know if I would have ever gotten out of bed again. Mm. I mean, it just hurt so, so bad. bad. Yeah, the pain. But we mm. had already established our values. And you don't get to pick and choose when you want to hold true to your values. They yeah. are there whether it's a beautiful, great day or a terrible day. And it was a terrible day. But one of our family values that Jeff and I established together was do hard things hard. And I thought, I'm going to do the hardest thing I can do today because I'm a Josie. These are our family values. This is what we believe. In. This is what we believe. Mm -hmm. And the hardest thing I could do that day was get out of bed. Wow. And sometimes that's the case, right? Yeah. And then after that, you do the next hard thing and the next hard thing. And this goes back to what you were saying, Jim, about you had lost your father. You had had a lot of just personal things. So that then whenever COVID came, you were like, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. I think to some degree, it's the same idea of strength mm -hmm. and conditioning, right? Yeah. We have to condition ourselves and prepare ourselves mm -hmm. for the pain. And whether that be getting to know your personality type, getting mm -hmm. to know you really well, understanding your values, putting yourself in moments of discomfort. Yeah. I think selfish, this is, it's not even a plug because do this anywhere, but CrossFit Morgantown, you know, here's eight minutes of a really hard workout where you're going to be uncomfortable yeah. because the transformation comes out of it's that. It's going to be terrible. It's going to be terrible. <laughs> For seven minutes or eight minutes. <laughs> but it's conditioning yeah, your yeah. brain, not just your physical body. It's more about that you brain side. Yeah. Yep. You can do it. You're yeah. building the endurance. Mm, Sarah, so. you know, just, just listening to that story, um, in, in, I've told you this before, but you were such an inspiration, not only to me, but so many people, not only in Morgantown community, but in the CrossFit community, people that knew Jeff, that knew you, that 
saw what you were going through and the way that you handled that um, was just very powerful and and it was authentic. It was it was mm-hmm. who you are, and I, I think that you know when we are you know. I, I kind of look at it this way, you know, when, when we're on the mountaintop, it's it's pretty easy to honor God and praise him and say, wow, this is, life is great. You know, I, I always use the hashtag blessed, you know, you see that people putting that, hey, I have a blessed life. But when we're in that valley, when we're in the darkest chasm that we could ever even imagine or probably can't even imagine, right? Losing mm-hmm. a loved one just like that, um, you were able to, um, to, to, you know, lean on your faith to have trust in God, to do the hard things hard, to get up out of bed that next morning and, and to be able to be, you know, it, 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 I remember watching that video that you produced. I can't remember how many hours it was after Jeff had passed, but you, you produced a video saying what happened. And I, and I think tens of thousands of people saw this thing and it was just like, wow, how does she find the strength? And, you know, the strength is, is from, yourself you know you were able to to lean on that and lean on your faith and and be able to um inspire so many people with that with the way you handled that with such mm. dignity and grace and and, and strength mm-hmm. you know and, and it was it was just an inspiring thing to to watch out or watch and witness and i think about the phoenix and you were able to to do that and i remember at uh, jeff's memorial service we had a um the guys had put together a, a, a massive <laughs> phoenix. I don't have it. Must have been like fifteen feet tall. Oh yeah, or something. it was sixteen. Sixteen feet, 16 tall, feet tall, and they lit it. It, it, it was in the rain, and it was just like this amazing thing. It was like this. Jeff couldn't have planned this any better. You know, yeah. it, it was just a beautiful thing to watch this giant life size or more bigger than life <laughs> phoenix go up in flames, and and it was just like wow, this is it's an amazing story, and. And Jeff has touched so many people, and, and his legacy lives on today. And you know, obviously, you're continuing that uh, that legacy, mm-hmm. especially with your boys and everything. But you know, I, I think Joanne, from you know, you know, going through the storms of life mm-hmm. and, and being able to find that strength to pick pick yourself up, make yourself put a foot on the ground mm-hmm. out of your you know, getting out of bed in the morning. That's a massive. Yeah. Not only is it a, a literal step, but it is a massive figurative step too to say mm-hmm. i've got to get going i got to get my life back on mm-hmm. track here and pick up the pieces and go on right yeah. no matter how tough the loss is and what sarah described is such a such a powerful loss and um a lot of us in the community went through that with you mm-hmm. yeah and so what are your thoughts on, on well that? i think i think what sarah did there was like it's almost pursuing a purpose that outlasts the pain right <laughs> yeah, yeah. you saying the first day after i have this horrific thing i mean it's seemingly like unimaginable, you know, and the very next day you pursued something that would outlast that and will continue, probably will continue that the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes without experiences, horrific experiences, mm-hmm. sometimes we don't have the leverage to make mm-hmm. an impact like that in the community, you know, or in our own family or with your boys. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think that um, mm-hmm. and that kind of goes back to what I was talking about earlier and just that you know, like greater the pain, the greater the purpose. I mean, I, I really, I really love that. And I think, you know, and as, as human beings and there's just so, again, there's so much pain and suffering, some to a small degree or to a large degree. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we can step away from that or kind of transcend our earthly experience. Like look mm-hmm. at things from yeah. almost um, the, like the, through the lens of God's purpose, Yeah. you know, the impact is just this exponential impact, just the ripple effect of of that pain and suffering, that death, that loss, 
um, how it just had a ripple effect in in our community with your friend with your friend group with the boys with the church. I mean, the impact. Um, I mean, and that's the thing. It none of that would have been possible without the loss, you know. And um, and mm. it, it, again, it, as difficult as that is, I think. It's just transcending that earth, that that earthly experience for like the heavenly yeah. purpose for well, God's glory. It reminds me uh, perfectly, Joanne, of uh, Romans five, uh, I three it. through I five. It, and I, yeah, it, 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 as I was thinking about this topic, looking through the Bible for inspiration, it says, and I, th- I believe the Apostle Paul was writing this mm-hmm. from prison, his letter to the Romans, mm-hmm. Romans five three five. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character and character mm. produces hope. And I think about that, Sarah, you were talking about the endurance of an eight minute workout and <laughs> like the pain that you're going through because that does produce character, right? Whether it's a workout or it's going through a loss of a loved one or it's going through a loss of a marriage, uh, it's going through a loss of uh, a job, whether it's going through any, whatever pain mm-hmm. we're going through, it we, we gain endurance from that and that endurance is how yeah. we have hope. And I think that's something that really, in all this conversation, I think that's one thing that we can realize is that our hope is in the Lord, hope. right? Mm-hmm. And that's where we have to put our faith. Bruce, it looks like you're ready to jump in there. Well, I'd love to hear your I, thoughts. I, I wish I uh, wrote a quote down. It says, until you see purpose in your pain, mm-hmm. your pain will remain painful. Mm-hmm. And I think, talking about that and thinking about that, you know, I think we all need time to grieve a painful situation. I think those that haven't grieved, they, it remains painful. There's always going to be some sort of pain, Mm -hmm. but you know, kind of like, okay. um, You talked about uh, Sarah taking the, the next step, right? If you didn't get out of bed, you probably, that's a, you know, what's the, what's the right or wise next step for me to do? I don't know what's going to happen a year from now. I just have to know what's going to happen with this next step, right? And I'm going to take this and I'm going to have faith uh, as I'm moving forward. I think that that whole mindset, uh, it just is important, right? Um, Because you can sit in your pain or you can do something with your pain as as we've talked about here. So, um, you know, and and thinking about um, how do we move forward? What, What do we do? We've seen so many good things that have come out of the last two years of COVID as well, Mm -hmm. because people figured things out, right? Mm -hmm. We have a a saying and we try to start figuring this out. Luckily we, we started really investing in digital at our church, probably December, January before COVID happened, not knowing, Uh, obviously God did, but you know, there's a, a, a scripture in Matthew and Mark that talks about no one puts new wine in old wineskins, right? So we talk about <laughs> yeah. new wine and new wineskins, meaning what new thing do we have to do a new way, right? Yeah. Yeah. And as we think about that, as as painful as things are, when you start to look forward, you know, and be mm. able to start to take those steps, mm. you're not throwing away your pain, but that's helping you. Mm-hmm whether it's an uh, organization or individual, right? What are you moving towards? Um, You know, another uh, scripture in Isaiah says, um, 
behold, I'm doing a new thing. Don't you see it? And a lot of times I'm like, I, I do not see it. Right? <laughs> but that doesn't mean that that new thing's not happening. And yeah. if you can be like, okay, I'm just going to step out in faith. Yeah. I'm just taking one step. I don't have to be down here. You don't have to take a leap of faith. I don't take have a step. To, yeah. Take uh, one step. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's just kind of what I would say is what we've seen is, is being okay to grieve the loss. Yeah. And that might take a while. But during that, right, what are our next Y steps? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's important too. So in my case, and especially if you were in this community or you saw it, mm-hmm. mine was very visual. You could see, I could hear the stories. I could see almost immediately the impact that Jeff had made and the impact that perhaps his death could have. So I was really fortunate in that. I think yeah. it's harder in the mm-hmm. moments where we have pain and you're not able to see yeah. what it is that's happening in that very moment. Yeah. And that can be discouraging. Yeah. And I've had a lot of people ask me very, very point blank, well, how how can you still believe in a God that would just kill Jeff? Mm-hmm. And this is where I think we have to be careful about our one-sided nature and our negativity Mm. bias, because if I were to then lay out for you, again, I was 33 when Jeff passed. If I were to lay out for you the daily, amazing, beautiful, just like can't even wrap my brain around amazing things that have happened in my life, I've had this really awful experience and it's profound. And it's big, but we tend to neglect to remember all of the amazing beauty too. And I don't think that's fair. And whether you are a, a believer, if you're a Christian monotheist, you know, or or even if you look at things like the Buddha, or there's still these ideas of how we are looking at things a little more fairly, frankly, and that there's a lot of good in the world. And actually, if you start to look at that, there's a lot more good than the bad. Yeah. And I think yep. COVID, a lot of a lot of people, a lot of us, and maybe even now when we start to look at Ukraine or we start, you know, we can look at things and just go, all oh, the bad stuff. And right. we're not looking at our amazing yeah. lives exactly. around us. There's exactly. a, a question that I ask myself. I ask my kids. I probably ask the folks I coach when we're going through these things is, what do you still know to be true about yourself? Yeah. And what do you know to be true about God? Yeah. Right. Because that starts getting that, well, I think this or that or the chatter that you hear, go back to what do you know to be true? Yeah. Um, and if you, you know, again, can focus, can put that stake in the flag, uh-huh. flag and I'm sorry, stake in the ground or flag in the ground and be like, okay, this is what I know to be true. And that's true about me. That's true about God. Then I think it's easier to... Yeah, it's just easier to move forward because you've got that uh, anchor that that, hey, this is what we're doing. Absolutely. I had a uh, one of my mentors uh, probably in the last 10 years or so. His name is John Rogers. Uh, He started the small group that I'm in in, at Chestnut Ridge. He's since moved to Florida, he, he and his wife, Courtney. And John used to tell me, you know, basically that when you're going through a tough time, you have to praise God for that. Mm -hmm. You have to acknowledge that he has put this in your in your path for a reason and and i never understood that i could never grasp that even as an adult and and until he would repeat that to me and 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 it reminded me of um i first heard the song by casting crowns praise you in the storm one of my favorite praise songs and that song is so beautiful because it's about praising 
God in the storm of life, the pain, mm-hmm. the trials, the tribulations. And I, re- I remember um, it was a couple of years ago, uh, Rebecca and I were at the State Fair in uh, Lewisburg, West Virginia State Fair, and Casting Crowns was on the stage, and we didn't have tickets. It was a sold-out show, <laughs> but we could hear them playing, and there was a thunderstorm rolling through and it's pouring the rain and they started singing praise you in the storm. And I'm standing there in the rain going, yes, Lord, I praise you. You know, and it was such a powerful thing, but, but, but I think, you know, what I'm hearing, you know, especially Sarah, from your perspective and that, and that, that story, you know, with Jeff and how you made it through is that, you, you almost have to embrace that pain because you know that there's something coming from it. As long as you can, you know, keep sure. your faith, keep your, your eyes focused on what's ahead, not what's in the past. And, you know, I, I quoted uh, the Apostle Paul in Romans a few minutes ago. I'm going to also, uh, you know, quote Mr. T. <laughs> and, and Mr. T used to say, bring the pain, yeah. right? So uh, almost like that has to be a mindset, right? It's like uh-huh. we have to... Welcome the pain, because especially if we go through it with mm-hmm. with a mindset that there is a purpose here, I'm going to figure out what it is. Maybe some perspective well, on that. The, yeah, I mean, it's hard to follow a Mr. T question, <laughs> but if you could uh, jump in there. The only thing, as, as everybody's talking and I'm listening, I also think, especially for people that are maybe listening to this that aren't believers, that are going, what? Like, none of this is feeling right and none of it's making sense. Yeah. I also think in the pain... Hmm. is an opportunity to challenge. And I think it's okay. I don't think that there are, first of all, and maybe you can actually speak to this from from a psychological level, but we all are going to face it differently, Mm -hmm. whether it be Mm -hmm. our personality types or our circumstances Mm -hmm. or the people that are in it with us or like everything is going to be totally different. And I may even face it differently today than I do tomorrow. You know, we're just so ever evolving. Grief is not linear at all, whatever kind of grief it is, whether it be the loss of a a loved one or a job or identity, whatever, it is not linear. And I think a lot of times, again, back to shaking my finger and saying, our society today, (laughs) I don't think we talk about loss very well. Mm. I don't think we talk about pain very well. And I don't think we do enough talking about the fact that it's not going to look the same for everybody. Mm. And it's not even the idea of the stages of grief. Yeah. People don't realize that that was a study that was done on people that were they themselves dying. That's very different. Like coming to <sighs> acceptance. That's very different mm. than if you've lost someone. Yeah. Those are two different things. And so we tend to reference and, and think, well, I'm at this stage today. So that means I'm through this part and tomorrow I'll be at this stage. That <laughs> yeah. is not that how box. it works, yeah. right? Yeah. In a minute to minute, they call them the grief bombs. You may have this overwhelming feeling of, whoa, why did I just get so sad? You know, and it comes. Pain, I think, is just something we live with. And so I think that to me is really important to make a note on in in a conversation about pain. There is no specific path to pain, even in yourself, even as you're maybe trying to like plan out how I'm going to get through this. It's not how it works. You have to be able to go with it. And when we talk about the phoenix, or I, I would argue, look at Jesus, right? The the living phoenix. We have a person who went through pain and then resurrected. Yeah. That is not an accidental story for us. Yeah. I don't believe, yeah. ooh, unpopular opinion number two. I don't believe that Jesus had 
to come and die on the cross for us. Mm. I believe it was a choice that God made. God's all powerful. I think to say he had to do this or else we won't be saved is really sort of belittling. It was a choice made through that Trinity to have this happen so that we could watch it and we could understand resurrection and we could understand how to put that into our own lives. That's a a great perspective. You know, I think about, you know, Jesus too, you know, he was going through pain, especially in his last days. And he even prayed to God, the father and said, yeah, if this cup may pass, right. And Mm -hmm. can, do I have to, yeah, not that he was saying, I don't want to do this, but you could almost (laughs) sense that right in Mm -hmm. his his Mm -hmm. thoughts. And this idea is taught continually throughout scripture. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's what you were just even some of the, mm-hmm. you know, some of the scripture that you both mentioned. I mean, I have a, a few here too that, I mean, in second Corinthians 12, that is why for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness and in insults and in hardships and persecutions and difficulties for when I am weak, then I am strong. James verse mm-hmm. two through four, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials, so pain, of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Mm. And I think, and again, and it looks different. It's it, and it, it day to day, it can look different. It can feel different. We might have to work and be very intentional about grounding ourselves that day. Kind of like you said, I always say like, rest in your truth. What is mm-hmm. my truth? What is mm-hmm. God's truth for my life? I mean, one day that may be extremely difficult and other days that may be easy. Mm-hmm. So I think perspective is is a is such a big part of, of being mm-hmm. human, you know, Absolutely. regardless. I like the way Sarah put it, uh, grief bomb. The grief know, bomb, yep. Because I, 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 uh-huh. I you know, it, it's been a couple of years since my dad passed and that was like the most painful thing I've endured for a while. Yeah. But I do, I have those still, you know, yeah. like I'll be going through some of his things, you know, he left me a, a little coin collection. I'm like, yeah, I can't believe my dad's gone. You know, yeah. and it's just like it hits me, and I'm like sad and sorrowful, and it's like two years later, I'm still feeling those things. You mm-hmm. know, and it's just like, you know, and I, it makes me appreciate my mom. You know, and mm-hmm. you know, my mom and I, you know, have a, a very interesting relationship. You know, I love her to death, but uh, there's some days where I don't like her very much. But you know, <laughs> but, but but I but I sit there and go, okay, how do I, yeah. you know, how do I make yeah. that right gives me motivation to it, say oh, yeah. i don't want to have this it, it's regrets. interesting in the in uh the book of psalms there's i don't say everyone but a lot of them david is coming to god i'm shaking his fist you know mm-hmm. how long yeah. how long i mean yeah. pain how long usually by the end of that psalm but i will trust in you but yeah. I, you know, and so kind of what we're talking about, not letting your pain be known. Uh, you know, God wants us to come to Him and tell Him how we're feeling. I mean, yeah. That's why we, it's why He created us with feelings, right? They're not, they're not wrong. Um, he He already knows. You right? could, you could be <laughs> yeah. sad. He knows what we're thinking. You can be, you right. know, through yeah. through all of this. So, but you know, I, I'm I'm thinking too about uh, in. Uh, First Peter five seven talks about God being the God of comfort, right? Mm-hmm. Casting all your anxieties, casting your pain mm-hmm. on Him, because He cares for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think sometimes when I'm going through situations, people, if I can, do I believe that? You know, Sarah, they ask the question, "How can you believe in whatever?" Do I believe that going through whatever, God still cares for me? I don't have, I don't know the. I know the end of the story written in the Bible, right? But I don't know how that's going to look for my life. Um, 
And maybe there's things I'm never going to know. Maybe, maybe there's some pain that we'll finally realize, oh, that's what it is mm. at the end of our life. That's, that's what that it is. But do I believe, do I have hope, do I have all those as I go through this, that he cares for me, he knows what's best for me, there's a reason for that. And again, that's a mindset, right? And, and there can be a mindset where people walk away because they, like you said, Sarah, no good God could do this. Yeah. Yeah. So. I also think we have fear and shy away from, again, challenging that and saying, to God, how could you do this? Yep. Again, I think we tend to put God in our little human earthly boxes and we think he can't handle us asking him questions. Come Mm. on. Of course he can. (laughs) You know what I mean? I think it's okay to wrestle with God. You might come out with that broken hip, but you can do that. And I don't think we should shy away from it. In fact, I think that's what a real relationship is. It's the transparency. And instead of just fully pulling away saying, this doesn't make sense. Why would you do this? Why are there starving children? You know, these are the questions that people that don't have a a faith-rooted belief system have. And those are good questions. Ask them. Mm -hmm. Challenge them. And let's figure out what role do we as believers play in helping to address that and answer them mm-hmm. and participate in fixing them, you know? Mm-hmm. Pain is there. It's all around. It's part of the human experience. That's why Disney's so popular. Every single one of those <laughs> movies starts with some huge conflict yeah. that then these characters come into their own uh-huh. and they become the hero, yeah. right? Yeah. And so how do we as a church, how do we as individuals, whatever your belief system may be, seek that out and, and become the hero of these painful stories. And I think it, it, you know, there can be an onus on us, right? I know someone's going through pain. I know if I enter into that, now I've got to do something, right? Mm -hmm. God, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to walk alongside, right? Sometimes it's just, I'm walking alongside you. You let me know what you need, right? Other times it's God has put me in a position to help. Whatever that is. But I think sometimes it's like, ooh, there's a painful situation. Not mine. God's asking me to enter into, and I'm like, oh, oh boy, here we go. (laughs) Right? Because if I step into that, exactly, yeah. now I'm committed. Like, I can't get, right? And so I think part of that is Mm. we talk about community. We talk about friendships and all that Mm. so that people don't have to walk alone through their pain, right? They don't have to be doing this and you know, well, I know what you're going through. I, mm. I don't know what you're going through, but guess what? I'm going to be here for you. Yeah. That's what a friend does. That's what a community does. You mentioned Job's friends and how they weren't very helpful. Not helpful. And and I would <laughs> uh, completely agree. There is a part, though, that I would argue that they were helpful. And that's the part where they came and just sat. What? Yeah. And mm. they didn't say anything. Yeah. But yeah. they were present. Yes. Because I think mm. that's also okay mm. to just come and sit. That part was actually very helpful yeah. to him. Yeah. yeah. Just come and be. We don't have to have the answers. We don't have to solve other people's pain. Nor should we. Again, let it Mm. be theirs. Let them have that. But I I love that even as you were saying it earlier, I was thinking, oh, there's one moment where they just showed up. And that part's great. It's important. Because those are practical things we want to offer as takeaways, too, for people folks that are listening to this podcast today, you know, obviously, you know, having community, being 
being there, being present for people that are going through pain, right, is, is a, an important thing. I always um, remembered a piece of advice I got one time. It said, you know, if somebody's going through a difficult time, you know, more than just saying, you know, if there's anything I can do, just let me know. Well, typically mm. you're not going to reach out and say, hey, <laughs> you know, can you bring a meal tomorrow? <laughs> but if you offer to say, hey, we would like to bring you guys dinner tomorrow or Thursday yeah. night, uh-huh. that's a specific thing. And you can say, okay, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> you know, but being a little bit specific, I, I think could be a, a good yeah. thing. I, I always think, especially when people are going through very traumatic pain, Joanne, I think it's, you know, professional counseling is an important thing. Yeah. So maybe if you could speak a, a little bit about some practical advice from a professional standpoint, see people are thinking about reaching out uh, and, and seeking some professional guidance. Yeah, I think it's, um, I think it's multifaceted. I mean, the approach to um, the healing and to pain, I think it's a lot of really considering um, some of the things we talked about today. I think like actually questioning your pain, yeah. you know, what, yeah. what can, where can I go from here? What can I learn from here? How can I serve and help others from this? Uh, I think again, doing a lot of that, that work, internal work, but also when we can't do that or we can't even face ourselves or where we are mm-hmm. to, um, to reach out to, yep. I know our, our community of like support, um, to support options within the community. I think mm-hmm. for obviously professional um, counselors or people who um, have that that skill yeah. level to help. Yeah, going um, through a, a, a process. Yeah, right? a professional yeah. process, having mm-hmm. a, a guide along with you. But I think also just the fight. You know, like yeah. the, the maintaining like hope and openness and. Uh, excitement about what what this could mean yeah. you know I think what's on the other side yeah and I think yeah. hope is such a critical piece firstly being you know giving our allowing for grace and mm. and the vulnerability and just yeah. you know kind of the gritty part of it but but also I, I think to oh to if you could kind of elicit hope there's the that's a great starting point mm. and I think the enemy from a Christian standpoint the enemy will capitalize mm. On pain and suffering. I mean, you see, I'm with G. I mean, again, from from Jesus being tempted to us and just our human nature being Mm. tempted, He wants to separate us from God and from others. Again, going back to relational stuff, if He can get us, that's we stay stuck in that pain. If He can, if He can separate us from God and separate us from from other people, um, you know, there's there's a stronghold there. There's an old adage that says time heals all wounds, right? Mm -hmm. And is is that true? Is is time help with that or no? No, again, I don't. <laughs> I reject um, that statement. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't believe it's true. I think yeah. we could reframe things. We can yeah. use things for good. Um, again, we can kind of transform pain. But mm. I, I think some pain is there with us till the day we die. We don't. Mm. We may not understand it. Right. Like yeah. we said, again, it's that it's that human lens of how we view life, and then kind of transcending that and looking at it through the godly lens. I think that that's. Mm. Um, that's the difference. And with right? that, going back to your question about how to support others, and yeah. you know, even you were just talking about two years later, you have mm. these moments. Yeah. I think it's also, we are, oh, man, it's really easy. And this is not me. I do this. This isn't me talking about my experience. But in the moments right after somebody has a trauma or a crisis or, mm. or devastating pain, we all show up and we swarm and we're ready to help. And then two years later, that pain hasn't necessarily yeah. got, it may feel different. You may be living with it in a different way, mm-hmm. but 
you still have those moments. And so I think remembering that and remembering that it might be two or three years after, you know, someone has lost a child that you say, can I bring you dinner tonight? Yeah. And that might just be exactly the thing. That they need. Yes. Because also having other people remember Mm -hmm. can be a huge part of it. I think some of the pain comes from, again, this, this loss of identity or in my case, right? I lost my husband. Well, does that also mean I've lost my couple friends? You know what I mean? Now all of a sudden I'm the seventh wheel. Or how do you kind of transparently have that conversation and say, I love you guys. I don't want to lose you too. Or how do you show up for people in other ways knowing things have changed? Let's not ignore it. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, I I, I pulled up a quote here and and it just reminded me what you're saying. It says, just because someone carries it well doesn't mean it's heavy. Doesn't mean it's not heavy. It doesn't yeah, mean it's not. not. Yeah, mm-hmm. sorry. It doesn't mean it isn't heavy. So two years out, right? Wow, Sarah's doing great, right? Yeah. Or a year out, is that true? Jim's doing great. Right. Yeah. So I think, you know, one of the things is just making sure you're in community, right? Where you've got people being asked, how are you doing? Yeah. And I'm doing fine. No, really. Mm-hmm. How are you doing? Mm. And, and, and you know, because that's the friend, that's the person who... Uh, that come alongside or the person that just has interest in you a year out, year and a half out, two years, who really has that genuine care for you. Um, and, you know, it goes back to isolation, right? Yeah. We talked about that. Some people take their pain. They're going to try to deal with isolation. Um, it's any wonder that it's harder, oh, yeah. Absolutely. you know, having that, having that peer group or that group with you. That's good stuff. Guys, as we close out our time, I thought what we could do is kind of go around with any parting thoughts. First of all, I'd like to start with you, Sarah, and thank you so much for sharing Mm -hmm. your uh, personal experience, especially um, with the the passing of Jeff and everything that you went through. I really appreciate that. It's a powerful story. Do you have any parting thoughts for us? Ooh, um, (laughs) so many parting thoughts. No, I, I would say the biggest one is to remember that we all go through pain, find your community. Mm. And this may be an opportunity to expand that community. I didn't mm. have a lot of widow friends before. Mm. Now I have a ton, you know, and, and to find some some new ways to explore mm. this mm. with people can also be really good mm. grief support groups. And I know the church yeah. does that a lot. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of different things. Don't be closed minded to the experience. Yeah. As hard as that is mm-hmm. to say or how that sounds, be open-minded to the ways in which you can kind of approach it day-to-day and just be kind to yourself. Yeah. Mm. Great wisdom. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah. Joanne. Um, again, as you asked that question, I have uh, so many, so many parting thoughts probably here. Um, but what yesterday, actually, I was, I was just, I got something sent to me. It was a little excerpt from a, um, a T.D. Jakes uh, sermon. And I, it's funny because I wrote it down just, just, thinking that this is what we're going to be talking about today. Um, And I think it wasn't just a coincidence that this kind of showed up yesterday. Um, So I'm just going to read that. I think this would be a good place to close. And he was was talking about, um, again, this is just a little excerpt from his sermon. He said, if grapes could scream, they would cry from the pain of becoming wine. But if they can endure the pain of the crushing and trust the vintner, who would be God our Father, to take me through this process, my latter days will be greater than my former days. And finally, I will be more valuable and worth more only because I have been crushed. And I love that um, when we think about pain, like just in the moment, like you said, like in that 
in the moment, whether it's today or it's lasting for two years or four years, like sometimes we don't, we don't think of it in that way when we're just, we have those crushing blows or those moments of um, sadness or desperation. Mm. But I think really just embracing that and, and being again, loving to ourselves and grace, grace filled and um, just being patient. I think with ourselves and really considering yeah. that, like what beauty has, has come from me being crushed, yeah. you know? It's so and good. So thank you, Joanne. Bruce. Oh, Sarah. <laughs> Just want to add, and, and how do we serve others through it? Yes. Oh, Back to oh, this whole point great. of purpose. How yeah. do we serve others through yeah. our pain? Yeah. And that I even like it. I know. Takeaway. And I even like that for that reason, because it's almost yes. as if, you know, and basically the next, if I would have continued on with this sermon, he talked about that wine, you know, and now it was this grape and now it's, wine who is served across nations you know for people's enjoyment mm. or, or you know or like um community and yeah. connection and um it's really so, great but great anyway, stuff. that was the next yeah. that, was, that was the next part of the sermon <laughs> that's actually. awesome yeah. that's awesome bruce well i mean i think uh, what both of you said and uh, what we've been talking about but I, I think you know knowing that you're either in pain now you've gone through pain or you will go through pain, right? So as we talked about, maybe spending time thinking, okay, if these things are gonna come at me, almost have a plan of what you can do, or at least, like I said, that anchor or the stake in the ground to be like, I get it, this is gonna happen. It could happen. I don't know how it's gonna happen. You know, sometimes we say, well, you know, my pain's not as as much as your pain, so I'm not gonna deal with that, right? It's like, where are you? Be yeah. super realistic about where you are. Be optimistic where you want to go yeah. and just take those next steps. To paraphrase another great song, uh, another in the fire, we'll, we'll find the joy come every battle. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, that's powerful stuff. Guys, I think it's a great place to, to mm. close out our time with you all today. It's a fantastic panel talking about finding uh, purpose in your pain. Joanne Davis Fry, licensed professional counselor and co-founder of Stillwater Counseling in Morgantown. Thank you so much, Joanne. Thank you. Appreciate you, Sarah Giosi, the owner of CrossFit Morgantown. Sarah, thank you for sharing your story and thank thanks for you. being here. Yeah. Awesome wisdom. And Bruce Lane, the executive pastor of Chestnut Ridge Church in Morgantown and also leader of uh, mm. Convene in uh, West Virginia mm. as well. So, Bruce, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. This has been an awesome time. Bruce, if you wouldn't mind sure. uh, closing us out in prayer. Father, thank you for our time uh, this morning. Um, thank you that there is purpose in our pain. Uh, even if we uh, don't want to go through the pain or are not sure why there's pain, uh, you do. Uh, and uh, you uh, are the great comforter, comforter uh, so we can get through that pain. So, uh, thank you for uh, just the wisdom of this group here, and uh, we give it all to you. Your son's name, we pray, amen.